Sai Ram Chapter 8 As hinted in the last chapter Himant Pant now explains at length in his preliminary remark on the importance of human birth and then proceeds to relate how Sai Baba begged his food and how Vijayabai served him and how he slept in masjid with Tatya Kothe Patil and Mahalspati and how he loved Kushal Pant of Rahata importance of human birth in this wonderful world god has created billions that is 84 lakhs according to hindu hindu shastra calculations of creatures or beings including gods demigods insects bees and men inhabiting heaven hell earth ocean sky and other immediate regions of these those creatures or souls whose merits preponderate go to heaven and live there till they enjoy the fruits of their actions and when this is done they are cast down while those souls whose sins or demerits preponderate go down to hell and suffer the consequences of their misdeed for so long as time as they deserve when their merits and demerits balance each other they are born on earth as human beings and are given a chance to work out their salvation ultimately when their merits and demerits both drop down are got rid of completely they get their deliverance and become free to put the matter in the nutshell souls get their births and transmigration according to their deeds and intelligence the development of their minds special value of the human body as we all know four things are common in all the creatures which are food sleep fear and sexual union in the case of man he is endowed with special faculty that is knowledge with the help of which he can attain god vision which is impossible in any other bird it is for this reason that gods envy man's fortune and aspire to be born as men on earth so as to get their final deliverance some say that there is nothing worse than the human body which is full of filth mucus fat and dirt and which is subject to decay disease and death this is no doubt true to certain extent but in spite of all these drawbacks and defeats the special value of human body is that man has got the capacity to acquire knowledge it is only due to the human knowledge that one can think of the perishable and transitory nature of body itself and of the world and get the disgust get the disgust for sense enjoyment and can discriminate between the unreal and the real and thus attain god vision so if you reject or neglect the body because it is filthy we lose the chance of god vision and if we fondle it 
and run after sense enjoyments because of its precious it is precious we go to hell the proper course therefore uh, for us is to pursue the follow the following that the body should neither be neglected nor fondled but should be properly cared for just as a traveler on horseback takes care of his pony on the way till he reaches his destination and returns home thus the body should ever be used or engaged to attain god vision or self realization which is the supreme end of life it is said that though god created various sorts of creatures he was not satisfied for none of them was able to know and appreciate his work so he had to create a special thing man and endow him with a special faculty with knowledge and when he saw that man was able to appreciate his leela's marvelous work and intelligence he was highly pleased and satisfied so really it is good luck to get a human body better luck to get birth in a brahman family and best one to get an opportunity opportunity of having recourse to sai baba's feet and surrender to him man's endeavor realize how precious the human life is and knowing that death is certain and many snatchers at any time and it may snatch at at any time we should ever elect to achieve the object of our life we should not make the least delay but make every possible haste to gain our object just as a widower is most anxious to get himself married to a new bride or just as a king leaves no stone unturned to seek his lost son so with all earnestness and speed we should strive to attain our end that is self realization casting aside sloth and laziness warding off down drowsiness we should day and night meditate on the self if we fail to do this we reduce ourselves to the level of beast how to proceed the most effective and speedy way to gain our object is to approach the worthy saint or sage sadguru who was himself attained to god vision what cannot be achieved by hearing religious lectures and study of religious works is easily obtained in the company of such worthy souls just as the sun alone gives light which all the stars put together cannot do so the sadguru alone imparts spiritual wisdom which all the sacred books and sermons cannot infuse his moments and simple talks give us silent advice the virtues of forgiveness calmness disinterestedness clarity benevolence control of mind and body egolessness etc are observed by the disciples as they are being practiced in such pure and holy company 
this enlightens their minds and leads them by spirituality sai baba was such a sage or sadguru though he acted as a fakir a mendicant he was always engrossed in self he always loved all beings in whom he was he saw god or divinity by pleasures he was not elated he was not depressed by misfortunes a king and a pauper were the same to him he whose glance would turn a beggar into a king used to beg his food from door to door in shirdi and let us now see how he did it baba begging food blessed are the people of shirdi in front of whose houses baba stood as a beggar and called out oh lassi give me a piece of bread and spread out his hand to receive the same in one hand he carried a tamrel that is tin pot and in the other a zholi and a chobdari that is the rectangular piece of cloth he daily visited certain houses and went from door to door liquid or semi liquid things such as soup vegetables milk or buttermilk were received in the tin pot while cooked rice bread and such solid things were taken in the jholi baba's tongue knew no taste so he had acquired control over it so how how could he care for taste of the different things collected together whatever things he got in his jholi and in the tin pot were mixed together and part taken by baba to his heart's content whether particular things were tasty or otherwise was never noticed by baba as if his tongue was devoid of the sense of taste altogether baba begged till noon but his begging was very irregular some days he went a few rounds on other days up to 12 noon the food thus collected was thrown in the kundi that is the earthen pot dogs and cats and crows freely ate from it and baba never drove them away the woman who swept the floor of the masjid took some 10 or 20 12 pieces of bread to her own house and nobody prevented her from doing so how could he who even in dreams never warded off cats and dogs by harsh words and signs and sings refuse food to poor helpless people blessed indeed is the life of such a noble person people in shirdi took him in the beginning for a mad fakir he was known in the village by his name how could one who lived on alms by begging a few crumbs of bread be revered and respected but this fakir was very liberal of heart and hand 
disinterested and charitable though he looked fickle and restless from outside he was firm and steady inside his way was inscrutable still even in that small village there were a few kind and blessed people who recognized and regarded him as a great soul one such instance is given below bayaji bai's brilliant service tatya kote's mother bayaji bai used to go to the work every noon with a basket and her head containing bread and vegetables she roamed in the jungle coos after coos trampling over bushes and shrubs in search of the mad fakir and after hunting him out fell at his feet the fakir sat calm and motionless in meditation while she placed the leaf before him spread the eatables bread vegetable sector thereon and fed him forcibly wonderful was her faith and service every day she roamed at noon in the jungle and forced baba to partake of lunch his service upasana or penance by whatever name we call it was never forgotten by baba till his mahasamadhi remembering fully what service she rendered baba befitted her son magnificently both the son and mother had great faith in the fakir who was their god baba often said to them that fakir was a real lordship as it was everlasting and the so called lordship was transient after some years baba left off going into the woods began to live in the village and take his food in the masjid from that time bayaji bai's trouble of roaming in the jungles ended dormitory of trio even blessed are saints in those hard lord vasudev dwells and fortunate indeed are devotees who get the benefit of company of such saints two such fortunate fellows tatya kote patil and bhagat mahalspati equally shared the company of sai baba baba also loved them both equally these three persons slept in the masjid with their head towards the east west and north with their feet touching one another at the center stretching their beds they lay on them chit chatting and gossiping about many things till late night late midnight in any one if any one of them showed any sign of sleep others would wake him up for instance if tatya began to snore baba at once got up and shook him and from side to side and pressed his head if it was mahalspati he hugged him close stroked his legs and kneaded his back in this way for full 14 years tatya leaving his parents at home slept in masjid on account of his love for baba how happy and never to be forgotten were those days how to measure that love and how to value the grace of baba
After the passing away of his father, Tatya took charge of the household affairs and began to sleep at home. Khushal Chand of Rahata Baba loved Ganpat Kote Patil of Shirdi. He equally loved Chandrabhan Shet Marwadi of Rahata. After demise of Shed, Baba loved his nephew Khushal Chand equally or even perhaps more and watched his welfare day and night, sometimes in a bullock cart, at other times in the Tanga with intimate friends Baba went to Rahata. People of that village came out with band and music and received Baba at verse of gate of the village and prostrated before him. Then he was taken into the village with great pomp and ceremony. Kushalchan took Baba to his house, seated him on the comfortable seat and gave him a good lunch. Then they talked freely and merrily for some time. After which Baba returned to Shiri giving delight and blessing to all. Shiri is midway between the equidistance from Rahata on one side and Neengam on the other side. Baba never went beyond these places during his lifetime. He never saw any railway train nor travelled by it. Still, he knew exactly the timing of arrival and departure of the trains. Devotees who acted according to Baba's instruction, which were given to him at the time of taking his leave, fared well, while those who disregarded him suffered many a mishap and accident. More about this, the other matters will be told in the next chapter.